All right, it's fight week. An exciting one too, Brian, right? A couple of fights uh, that you've been looking forward to? Pretty exciting. There's really one fight that I'm looking forward to, and that was, that's what our guy Jason Maloney, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, not in this particular video, but on the uh, audio side, uh, you will get to that. Um, I was at the garden last night. <laughs> Just like changes the subject. Don't even <laughs> stay with the subject. <laughs> It's covering heat Knicks and your Knicks beat uh, allegedly my quote unquote uh, Miami Heat. They're, they're your team the uh, way you go hard for them. Three two. You no, go no, no, way no, no, too no, hard no, for no, them. No, 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 yes, no. Yes, 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 yes. It's called reporting. No, because when all. you're re when you're reporting on a team, and as we both know, we we're both in sports. You don't go that hard for a team that you're reporting. I'm, I, don't, I know. I don't. I, don't, I know. I don't, I don't. I don't go hard for them. You go hard for Miami. I don't cheer for them. I. I you got me. I don't. Fooled. I don't cheer for them. When I, where on my timeline does it say that I cheer for them? With you I know the, I, with the the trash talk that I heard you've been uh, putting out sometimes or spin your facts. It could they be are seen, facts though. That's they the they, people, they could be people, they they see, could see, be perceived as the fact that they are your team. That's all I'm trying to say. It's it's sensitive Nick fans trying to go the other it's, way. It's, 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 it's not like, just no, when they play not. the Knicks though. It's not just when they play the Knicks though. Um. They're, so. they're, they're a great franchise with a lot of history. Like, you know what I mean? There are a lot of facts in their favor. It's not my fault that Julius Randle finally figured out how to shoot above 45% in, and, in a playoff game. Like, and it's, it's not fine. my fault. It's not my fault that you are indeed a fact of the Miami Heat. And this is just all <laughs> a front. And not only are you a fan, but you, you cover them at the same time. So, hey, it's okay, man. If you're a Heat fan and you're essentially you're from New York, that's a disgrace. Um, well, the Knicks are a disgrace. That's why I don't like them. That's what a Miami Heat fan would say. Let's get right into it. Like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you? All right, Roly Romero back in the ring, taking on Ismail Barroso. Roly Romero, a minus 1,100 on the money line, and Barroso is a plus 620. And uh, this is a pretty interesting fight because he wasn't supposed to be fighting Ismail. He was supposed to be fighting and challenging the WBA Alberto Puello, and that was just, you know, weeks out, and then he was suspended for failing drug tests. And I think it was the same for... Well, the same, I guess, ingredient, you could say, that they found in Connor <laughs> Ben. Maybe it was eggs. I don't know, right? Was it the eggs? But nonetheless, uh, he's fighting someone who's 40 years old now, and the title could be his. How is he getting this title shot, Chantel? Like, I know, I know you just said how, but, like, how? Given that, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand the sports sometimes where uh, not only does Rolly Romero get a title shot after being knocked out by Javante Davis in his last fight, but he gets it a year later and he gets it in a new weight class, a weight class above, right? Mm. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. And the WBA had him ranked um, sixth at one point. Now I believe he's fifth. Like, I, I don't get how this comes together. And it's basically served up like, here's somebody deep into their career. Um, who's not going to defend, um, who can crack. We'll get to that in a second. But Roley Romero, I mean, I, I th this is a gift title shot. And if he doesn't win this, then <laughs> then he's going to be, he's not going to be on the radar for a lot of people for very long. But he should win. He's a mega favorite, minus 1,000, 1,100 in some places, uh, as seen below. And, uh, you know, he's last won in July of 2021 against Anthony Yigit, who... Uh, was stopped by Keyshawn Davis uh, last month. 
um, stopped after uh, Roley did it because Roley did it in round seven. Keyshawn did it, I believe, round nine uh, in an entertaining fight. But Keyshawn also not as far along in his career as Roley was at the time. Um, this is a Roley knockout waiting to happen. Should be. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that's what's going to happen. So KO between rounds five and eight plus 170 is a bet <laughs> I like. And uh, between rounds seven and 12 plus 170, uh, I also like that as well. Um, if you take both, there's a chance you could hit both if it happens in round six or seven. So or actually, no, seven or eight. Um, and I think uh, because Roley got caught, like, granted, he was doing some nice things against Gervonta Davis early on. Like you said that you had him ahead. One judge also had him ahead mm -hmm. in that fight at the time he got knocked out in round six. Um, but Barroso, uh, plus 850 to win by knockout. I feel like that's worth a sprinkle just because Roley could get caught again. You saw the mistakes that he made in the Gervonta Davis fight before he got caught. Like he fell in love yeah. with his own power. Then he kind of went for broke when he didn't have to. And then he got caught. That could happen again. I don't think it'll happen this weekend, but it's possible. It might be worth a dollar. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on sprinkles anymore after last week. Um, <laughs> when I was like, there's no way Canelo goes to a decision. I was definitely wrong there. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I put Roley, more money on that one. <laughs> yeah, you probably how much did you put on that one? Only a few dollars. Okay. Should have put like 10. Oh, that would have been great. But anyway. yeah, that, that's risky for you for a sprinkle, though. Yeah, from what you've told, from what <laughs> that's you've not told a me. sprinkle for me. That yeah, is not a that, that's a bet for you. Um, But yeah, I think for Roley, he's moving up in a weight class and going back to that Gervonta Tank Davis fight. I did have him up in that fight. I thought he fought really well. But then he, like you said, made some mistakes. And sometimes he drops his hands and. You know, when he fought Jackson Marinas, a lot of people thought Jackson Marinas was robbed in that fight. And then that Anthony Yigit fight, I think Yigit came into that fight like five pounds heavier than he should have been. So, you know, Roley also fighting a guy, I guess you could say, not totally prepared for the fight. Um, but like I mentioned, I thought he fought pretty well against Sting Davis. In this fight, he's younger, he's more athletic, he has power, he's going to be the stronger guy in the ring at least. And as for Barroso, I mean, he's 40 years old. Right. And that's got to mean something. He's also on a four fight win streak, though. Uh, three out of the four fights, he's won by knockout. So he still definitely does have some power, but he hasn't fought since August. So, mm. I mean, yeah, you think Roley hasn't fought for a while either, but I think for a 40 year old, it's probably better to keep a little bit busier than someone that's younger than, you know, as Roley. And I think that should probably also be taken into account when we talk about ring rest for a 40 year old. And Actually, Barroso, he spent most of his career at 135. So he's also, you know, coming up to this weight class, 40 years old, when he spent most of his career at 135. And, yeah, you take a look at his resume, and I think uh, Anthony Corolla hurt him to the body. So he's weak to the body. I think uh, a guy like Roley Romero probably going to land some body shots as well because, you know, Barroso, uh, a little bit weak there. And I do think Barroso is going to be able to throw some heavy shots. I think he's going to load up when he can, and I think he is going to be able to land on Roley. But I think Roley in this fight actually needs a really good performance because there are questions about him. People are like, why is he getting this fight? Right. At, as soon as he comes up to 140, he just lost against Tank Davis. So I think this is actually a really, really important fight for Roley, especially when there's been so much talk at the 140 pound division. But I do think in this fight, Roley has more of the attributes because he is the younger guy. I think he has the better jab. I think he has a really nice right hand that he's going to use in this fight. And he has the power. It's just that he drops his hand at times. Do I think that Barroso is going to be able to get a knockout? 
No, I, I don't. But, you know, I've been wrong before in, the, in this betting. Um, but I do think he's going to have some moments in this fight where we're going to be like, whoa, he landed on Roley. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think but I think Roley's going to be able to take it. I'm actually taking Roley to win rounds five through eight at plus 170. Um, you know, that also just goes with the fact that um, Barroso does have the experience as well. So I think he's going to be able to go toe-to-toe with him for a bit. But I like rounds five through eight at plus 170. And Brian, uh, you said there's some value as well if you're going to be taking seven through 12, I believe. Was that plus 170 as well? Or Yeah, both plus 170. I would say you could you could actually sprinkle on both and hope one of them hit, right? Like, I, if you want to stick to one, though, I'd probably lean to that five-eight range. Uh, yeah. In, but also his previous knockouts, uh, he was stopped in round seven by Anthony Krola, as you mentioned. And then he was also stopped in round nine in a previous fight. So I, I think I think this is set up for Roley. I also think that, you know, it makes the 140-pound division a little bit more interesting just because, like, you have Subriel Matias with the IBF title. Who knows what his next move is going to be yeah. because he may not be in showtime. Um, I hope he pro- signs with Matchroom because, like, that we talked about this. I really hope that happens. To, to fight Regis Progre. I think top rank would be the move for Subriel Matias because he's Puerto Rican. And uh, Bob Arum knows how to market uh, Puerto Rican stars. Uh, Xander Zayas will be the co-feature on a big card next week, next month, the the week of the Puerto Rican Day Parade, the day before. And um, yeah, I think Subriel Matias would make a lot of sense there. You could also put him against, you know, uh, Josh Taylor in the future, or you know, Arno Barbosa, or Jose Ramirez, or Ryan whoever. Garcia. Ryan Garcia. I mean, if that's Ryan- the fight that I want to see is. Roly and Ryan, I think they're two guys, and we talked about this. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you know, we talked about the future at 140 pounds with Regis signing over to Matchroom Boxing. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a few, I guess we kind of had some matchmaking going on, the, some fights oh, that yeah. we <laughs> want to see. So one of those fights that I had mentioned was Roly Romero and Ryan Garcia, and they're actually good friends. And so I think they can make that fight happen. They're, you know, I think it's very, very possible, but you never know. Um, the one thing I love about Roley, though, is he does know how to sell a fight. Yeah, even though there's not a lot of buzz for this one, but I, th- I feel like this is a stepping stone, clearly a stepping stone for whatever comes next. So maybe his first title defense is an explosive one and it's later in the year. But I think for now, he'll take care of business and move on. And if he doesn't, then he's in a dangerous place in his career. Yeah, so let us know how you're going to be betting for Roly Romero and Ismail Barroso. Let us know if you're going to go with the knockout or if you're even going to sprinkle on Barroso getting the knockout because there is a bunch of value there. But let us know if you're going to be rolling with Roly Romero and drop some comments below. Also, follow us on at the mandatory TKO. And if you like the video and the content, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on you know Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something like that, leave a couple of, uh, you know, maybe a rate in review hit that five star button uh that obviously helps the show grow but let's move on to the next fight and uh this is a top rank card we're going to be talking about two fights on this card let's start off with the main event because i know brian's like super stoked for this one um sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm talking about Janabek- at the fights this week chantel <laughs> yeah uh janabek alim hanala he's a minus three thousand on the money line Ugh. and then you got my fellow canadian stephen butler at Plus thirteen sixty, Brian. How are you betting this one? Minus three thousand. You know, it was minus six thousand, I believe, when this opened. Because I That's... remember we were talking about this before. I'm like, you know, how much money you need to have to make a profit to bet on stupid money line for this. Even price? on this one, though, like it's ridiculous. Unless you're rolling with Stephen Butler. <laughs> Well, are you doing that? Because you're Canadian. I, hey, just because that's his nationality doesn't mean I make bets that are dumb. 
I'm not trying to lose money. <laughs> Shout out to Stephen Butler, though, uh, you know, for taking this fight. Listen, all you need to know is that 3000 right? Minus 3000 If you put $1,000 on this fight, you're making $33. So don't even bother. Oh, with the money Thanks. line. Um, yeah. Johnny Beck is interesting because he was a minus 2,500 favorite against Denzel Bentley. And the over-under in rounds was four and a half. That went way over because it was a decision and a fight that people expected Denzel Bentley to be out of there quickly. Yeah, Janibek ended up winning a, a tough decision. Like Denzel Bentley won, according to multiple judges and myself, four rounds in that fight, 116-112. Um, a lot of people thought it was fairly close, but that Johnny Beck did enough. And he he really turned it on late in yeah. that fight in particular, right? Bentley was a plus 100 underdog and... It was plus 500 to go to the cards that fight. Johnny Beck was minus 500 uh, by knockout. All of these numbers are similar to what we're seeing in this fight, right? And uh, I believe this is actually a step down in competition. I don't think Stephen Butler is as good as Denzel Bentley, who just uh, defended the British middleweight title that he's won a couple of times successfully in the first round, uh, first round knockout last month. And a great knockout. You guys should look that up. Stephen Butler is going to, he's going to bang. He's 32 and three and one. With 26 knockouts, all losses by knockout. All three of them. Yeah. Right? So this is tailor-made for Johnny Beck to do what people thought he should have done against Denzel Bentley. Um, the stoppages to Brandon Cook, round seven, January 2019. Mar Riota Murata, uh, TKO, round five, December of 2019. Or January 2017 was the other one. December 2019. And then this was against a journeyman from Mexico. Yeah, Jose de Jesus, if I'm not mistaken, right? Jose de Jesus, TKO round five, January 2021. And then Stephen Butler beats Josh Conley by a decision um, where he looked fine. And then that was December of 2022. And Janibek is minus 480 to win by knockout on FanDuel. Weirdly enough, minus 650 to win by knockout on DraftKings. Um, but I, I think the bets to go here are Janibek to win by knockout between rounds one and six uh minus 150 i think that's that's sort of that's sort of where you look because this is one that he should clear out early um and if he doesn't then people are gonna have like even more questions it's like you didn't put away denzel bentley you didn't put away <laughs> stephen butler and these are fights that you know with guys that you should be putting away i think denzel bentley should have gotten more credit going into that fight in johnny beck's defense i think he was better than odds makers were sort of laying it out but this is the one that i think johnny beck should finish early yeah, and, you know, going back to that um, Denzel-Bentley fight, that was a fight where everyone was kind of like, hey, man, he's definitely going to get the knockout here. Like, that was a fight where I think a lot of people were thinking that Bentley was a massive underdog, and a lot of people didn't have him winning that fight. And in that fight, you saw Janibak kind of struggle. And you were like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to come in here, lay some powerful shots, load up on them, land that nasty one-two that you have. Because Janibek is clearly accurate. Um, he has power in his punches. Even his jab has power on it. Nasty left hook. He likes to throw the uppercut as well. And that uppercut can knock you out cold. Mm -hmm. And in that fight, he kind of started off a little bit slow. And Denzel Bentley had his way with him really early on that at one point I was nervous for Janibek. I was like, is this going to be an upset? Me too. Because, <laughs> because that's not what we expected when the matchmakers made that fight. We thought that Janibek, you know, we, we I actually thought that Denzel Bentley was going to overcommit and that Janibek would knock him out. 
that's not what happened in that fight. This one mm -hmm. ended up going the distance. And the thing about it was it was a really tough fight for Janabek. And maybe that's why they have him in the ring against a guy like Steven Butler, who is going to give his all. He's been knocked out before. And you saw Brian talk about those knockouts. But I mean, he's been in the ring with Ryota Murata. And uh, despite the fact of how you want to look at Murata, he is seen as a god in Japan. Like, you know, he is very, very well known there. And, um, you know, he is a guy that does have cachet to his name. So I think he has had experience being in the ring with some guys. Um, but getting knocked out right after by Jose de Jesus, I mean, not a good look, right? Getting knocked out twice in a row. Um, but he is now on a four-fight win streak. And the thing about him is he's going to be aggressive early on. Uh, you know, he likes to load up on shots a little bit. He likes to throw some nice combos. But I think for him, for Stephen Butler, the one thing that he can't do is what I thought Denzel Bentley would do, and that's overcommit. You can't overcommit against a guy like Janabek because he's going to make you pay. And once he gets into a rhythm that's when it starts to get scary. scary. I think that fight against uh, Denzel Butler, uh, sorry, D D Denzel Bentley, I think for him, the thing about that fight was he didn't get into a rhythm right away. Like Bentley took him out of his rhythm and that kind of, you know, messed him up. But then later on in the fight, he dominated that fight. So I think early on, I think he's going to want to get off to a good start, start using that jab. And when he lands that jab, you're going to be able to hear that power as well. But Stephen Butler, like he's tough. You know, we talk about toughness, and I don't think he's going to just go away easily. But if Janabek hits him in the right spot, which I think he will, <laughs> with that uppercut, I, I think it's night-night for a guy like uh, Stephen Butler, unfortunately, because he's Canadian. So, you know, I, I got to I gotta show some love for him a little bit. But I have um, actually Janabek winning rounds five through eight, and uh, there's some value there at plus 175. So that's how I'm going with this fight. I, I also think it's worth it to maybe take a shot at um, that but also between rounds four and six, where it's about plus 200 right now. Might yeah. might have dropped to plus 190 uh, as of this morning. But I think that's going to be somewhere where you can get value on, being that Butler's been knocked out multiple times in the fifth round. So I think that ultimately, Johnny Beck gets it done. And yeah, we just move on to uh, the more interesting fight on this card, which is the co-feature. Um, former guest of the show, Jason Maloney, is going to be in a vacant WBO bantamweight title fight, Shanta. Jason Maloney versus Vincent Astrolabio. Uh, Jason Maloney, 25-2, and two, 19 of those wins coming by way of knockout. And then you got Vincent Astrolabio, 18-3. Uh, and three. On the money line, Maloney is a minus 140, and Astrolabio is a plus 110. So really, if you take a look at those odds and you take a look at that line, kind of a 50-50 fight is the way that Vegas is looking at this fight. Ultimately... They favor Jason Maloney a little bit. I mean, there's some like, there's a little bit of a history if you look at some Filipino fighters and their backgrounds or whatever the case may be, and you'll see like, oh, they have two, three losses, but they're all tough as shit. Like people didn't know who Manny Pacquiao was, and people had written him off because he had a couple losses early on in his career. Um, one where he was knocked out cold in particular. Do you and think this is the same thing for him? No, I'm saying that it could be <laughs> because if you okay. look through Vincent Astrolavio's losses, you're like, wait. He lost to who? Like one guy was a journeyman, thirteen and seven. Um, there was he was stopped in round four. Is the only time Astrolabio has been stopped. And then he lost to another Filipino fighter who's also a journeyman, but also much better than his record says. Okay. Eighteen, eleven, and three, four knockouts. His name is John Mark. I'm gonna try this last name. 
Don't do it. Just, just don't do it. <laughs> John Mark Aplinario. Look, some of the Filipino names are kind of like our names, but like not really. Well, if you, a... well, if you know the history uh, of uh, the Philippines, then you would know yeah. um, that they have a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, Spanish in them as well um, when you think about their history and everything. So, and exactly. a lot of, actually, a lot of Filipinos actually have Spanish last names as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was very true. And look, Astralavio was knocked down in that fight got back up he lost but he got back up and that's the thing like he's been knocked out of knocked down a few times in his career he's gotten back up a lot right um his best win was probably against Guillermo Rigondeaux or at least that's the one that's uh <laughs> that's terrible though because Rigondeaux when he fought Rigondeaux like that's not the same Rigondeaux that we saw in the past right no but so... in, ter in terms of name for for casual watchers who are just turning who just yeah. tuned into like the but for course. casual watchers when you hear that name and you're like oh my god Rigondeaux he fought Rigondeaux it's not the same not the same guy that you seen before so don't get it twisted yeah <laughs> I'm trying to give Astrolabio props here oh that was in February 2022 uh pretty even fight and he 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 dropped Rigondeaux in the eighth, and no clean, surprise, clean unanimous decision, <laughs> ninety five, ninety four, all three judges, um, and yeah, I think, uh, and then he also had a win in December, um, on the Michelle Rivera Frank Martin card, but I think that ultimately Jason Maloney gets it done, and I'm not saying that because we interviewed him. I'm saying that because I actually think he gets it done. The books sort of back that up, right? Um, he had a nice win against Nawafan Sorug Vasai last year. He also had a great knockout Massive. before that. Um, and minus 140 on the money line is where I'm going to go because I think both of these guys could crack. There'll be some banging a little bit. I don't know if if it'll be a stoppage victory. Either way, the books seem to think that if it goes to the cards, it'll be a Jason Maloney fight. But if it's a knockout, it would more likely be Astralabio, which is interesting because Maloney's all only been stopped by Noya Inoue, who stops damn near everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and he got the loss to Manny Rodriguez in Orlando, my Puerto Rican homie, who, listen, man, I, I, it was a split decision. And uh, we'll leave it at that, right? <laughs> so I'm rolling with Jason Maloney to win money line minus 140, but I am sprinkling on Maloney to get a knockout plus 380 because I do think he gets at least a knockdown. And I think the body work that he displays early on in fights, that will definitely pay off here. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting that you said that the books are leading towards Astrolabio to kind of have the knockout. But Jason Maloney has power too. I mean, out of his 25 wins, 19 of those are by knockout. So he definitely has pop. I think for Jason Maloney, though, for his pop, like when you're watching him fight, you're not like, ooh, it's not like Janibek where you can kind of hear it. But he definitely does have pop. And like you mentioned, uh, been in the ring with Inouye. And you can't argue with him. Like, you know, he was the best in his class. And then he vacated his titles, is moving up. And that's why this fight, you know, for a title fight. And uh, Jason Maloney, when he was on our show, he said, listen, I'm going to be a champ. Um, you know, I'm going to be a champ again. And he also mentioned that now that this division is wide open, it gives him a lot of possibilities. Um, you know, Maloney also on a four fight win streak. You'd mentioned that Manny Rodriguez fight that was close as hell could have gone either way. Um, <laughs> but that's a name in this division that I don't think we should also sleep on. I think there's a very good chance that we get that Jason Maloney and Manny Rodriguez number two. Whew. Right, we we get the number two because you could argue that they possibly might be the best in the division right now. Um, you know, also in that in a way fight, Jason Maloney told us that um, his hand was hurt. Is that is that what he was saying? His hand was hurt. He didn't want to blame it on the injury in his defense, but he did say that you know it, it was kind of like, look, the fight is offered, you have to take it. And even though he wasn't 
feeling, let's say, 100 the hand wasn't feeling 100%. He was like, listen, you're not going to turn down this type of opportunity. So, exactly. and, he, and he did acknowledge, like, look, even if he was 100%, in a way, might have beaten him anyway. But, in a way, yeah. he, he, he's the best bat and weight in the world for a reason, right? Knocking dudes One out One of the best for- ever, honestly. Yeah, and you know what? If he does beat Cool Boy Steph, then... I, how do you leave him off number one on the pound for pound list? That's another conversation for another time. This is about Jason Maloney, though. Okay, we, we can't get off topic. Uh, Maloney's more skilled than Astrolabio, I think. Uh, I also think he kind of has the power advantage. I know, and I say that because he's also been in the ring with better dudes. Right, yeah. He has the yeah. experience advantage. I love Maloney's timing, though, and I think he moves around the ring really well. And defensively he's really good as well like he's going to keep his high guard up in this one for astrolabio um he does have some power as well that we can't sleep on like it could be for astrolabio i think this could be a coming out party if he can't get it done for jason maloney i think people are going to start talking about him a little bit more but because he is part of maddie pacquiao's team um he does have the size advantage in this one he has the height and reach advantage so it's going to be interesting to see how jason maloney moves around the ring but i think in the footwork department he actually has the edge in this one but i think for astrolabio for him he throws a flurry of shots and when he lets his hands go he lets his hands go so Jason Maloney is going to have to take those hits. But I think when it comes to the chin department, I'm kind of giving it to Jason Maloney, actually, because he's fought tougher opponents. So I can only go with the experience on the resume. But I think in this fight, Maloney is going to have to try to outbox a guy like Astrolabio. And he's going to have to stick and move. That's going to have to be his game plan because Astrolabio mm-hmm. does have power and you don't want to sleep on that. You don't want to get too overcommitted and get too comfortable in this fight because the guy does have power. I think Astrolabio is going to be trying to walk down Maloney and he's going to try to make him brawl a little bit. He's going to be loading up on his shots and he's going to try to get Maloney up and out of there. I think that's going to be his game plan coming into this one because he's not going to outbox a guy like Maloney. So I actually have this one going the full distance. And I have Maloney winning by decision. There's some value there at plus 160. I say that because I think both these guys are pretty tough. And I think in this situation, it could go either way. But I'm going to lead over to um, Maloney outboxing Astrolabio. But I think Astrolabio is going to have some moments in this fight as well uh, where he is going to land some heavy big shots. I just don't know. Like his power is not like in a ways. Right. Um, I think his power is something that we're going to be able to see in this fight. But I think Jason Maloney also learned from that NOA fight. And you could tell that based on the fights he's had since then. So I like uh, Jason Maloney by decision at plus 160. Also, if you haven't seen the interview yet, make sure to hit up our YouTube channel. Or also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcasts um, or shows, definitely hit us up um, and listen to it on there because Jason Maloney gave us a generous amount of time and he talked about fighting in a way. He you know, made his picks against him and Stephen Fulton also talked about Devin Haney and Lomachenko. Um, you know, so this... This, and sparring Lomachenko. Which yes. So definitely go check out that interview because uh, he gave some gems on that episode. But before we get out of here, Brian, any final thoughts on uh, this, I guess, uh, the fights this weekend and the betting? Any any last minute bets that you want to throw out there? Yeah, so we gave you some good options. Uh, you're taking Maloney on points. It's in that plus 160 range. I'm taking Maloney money line minus 140 with a sprinkle on the Maloney KO at plus 380. The books have Astrolabio by knockout uh, at plus 260. If you feel like he's going to get to Maloney, 
I don't think he is, but I do think it can be a close fight. Because, I think that's like I think that's worth a sprinkle though. Yeah, yeah, like, like right? it's not like, crazy. I, like you could talk me into that one. I just think Maloney's gonna win this fight, but you can talk me into if you really thought Astrolabio was gonna like win the fight. That's yeah. probably how he would do it. I don't think he's going to outbox him and win on points. I think it would have to be by knockout. So if you think Astralabio wins it, then that's probably how he gets it done. Astralabio also has the age advantage. He's 26. Maloney's 32. You know what I mean? And But that's why I think Maloney's going to be a little bit hungrier, right? Because he, he's not going to get too many chances after this because he's had those chances. So this is like do or die for Jason Maloney. Yeah. Like he has to win this fight because this is his shot. And then it kind of sets up, I think it sets up him and, you know, Emmanuel Rodriguez going at it later on in the future. And I think that's a fight that we all want to see in this division. Unless Emmanuel Rodriguez fights for the vacant IBF, which it looked like he was going to do against Astrolabio at one point, And now, you know, it may be somebody else. Um, but we'll see what happens there. I would love to see that because I think uh, whoever wins this and Manny Rodriguez are probably the best band of weights in the division right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but that, those are our bets. That's the card. And next week... It's Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko week, and we will yes. also we will also look at Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron. We cannot sleep on that fight. I, I don't like that they're on the same day because I wish that we can devote more time uh, equally. But listen, Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron is a great fight, but we're going to preview fight. it out of that, and we're going to preview the shit out of Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. Two great fights next week. Yeah, so we got a lot of heat coming on the mandatory. If you like the video, if you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. If you have, thank you so much for rocking with us. And leave some comments. Let us know how you're going to be betting on the fights this weekend. And before we get out of here, I just want to say thank you to everyone that already has subbed and has been leaving comments. We got a few guys uh, that continue to leave comments, and uh, obviously we still, we really appreciate that. Brian, any uh, final thoughts uh, for the supporters for the mandatory? Yeah, just keep it up. We need it. We need it because YouTube is, uh, they be playing games with us sometimes, but we appreciate the platform. So I'm not going to talk shit. Um, subscribers <laughs> going up, followers going up a little bit. And um, more importantly, the watch time. Like people are sticking with us. So we appreciate that. Again, in it for a long haul. The show of today is not the show of tomorrow because we're going to have a lot more as we grow this platform. We've only been doing this for about three months at this point. And Ooh, yeah. we, we like how things are going. And it feels like longer because the plan for this was developed <laughs> damn near a year ago. But we're here and uh, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Yeah. And for uh, the viewers that are watching this on YouTube that didn't get to hear the audio side, Brian Fonseca is a Heat fan and he lives in New York. So <laughs> I throw that in there. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. I thought I'd throw that in there. But listen, we don't have enough time. I have a hard out, okay? okay I, I, I got to get out of here. Brian's a Heat fan. Not giving guys. me any time to we defend out. myself. We, we out. We out. Brian's a Heat fan. Bye, guys. Yeah.